0: This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid.
1: And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life.
0: Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, more, more, more. We talk about our human desire for more everything. Plus, Biz starts first grade, Teresa's vacation didn't suck, and we talk to Matthew Dix, Author of the new novel, The Perfect Comeback of Carolyn Jacobs.
1: Woo! Hi. Hi. How are you, Teresa? I'm refreshed. Are you? I've still got the <laughs> scent of mountain air just <laughs> wafting through my, I, I don't know. Something, through your something.
0: somethings? Through your something, somethings? Just here, there, and everywhere.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Does that mean you haven't showered since you returned from vacation? <laughs> You Uh, just came back
1: from a vacation. I came back from a real family vacation to the mountains. To the mountains. To the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No cell phone service, no internet. Amazing. Uh, You know, no TV, obviously, whatever. Amazing. Just, like, pure and simple, hiking, jumping in freezing cold lakes, (laughs) sitting out on the deck, laying out on the deck, uh, playing card games with my siblings... Um, yeah, it was really good. And, uh, <laughs> and wait, so I have a question real yeah, quick. Yeah. Because I'm just like having this
0: immediate flashback to my summer my summer vacation with the yeah. kids. Uh, your kids both totally want involvement with the other people in your yes. family and can wander away from you and Completely. be fine.
1: Completely. That is and it was like, That's this amazing. is never going to happen again, because my, sure. si- my sister's pregnant. Oh. Yay! But my sister's pregnant, and so my kids are about to not be the only grandchildren. Right. But right now, they're the <laughs> only grandchildren, and so we've got my parents... So at the cabin, we had my parents... Jesse and me, my sister and her husband, and my brother and his girlfriend. Wow. And all of them love my kids. and wanted to play with my yeah. kids. So it was, it was sp- like we had a lot of help and a lot of fun. Like yeah. everybody was just having fun. Oh, that's so nice. Um, yeah. And it was funny because, like, we came home and. I was immediately like the day we were leaving I was like god I really wish we had like one or two more days up here just yeah. like really like at the time that I scheduled it I didn't know how everything would go with yeah. like the kids and the sleep and how we yeah. would all do so like you know we just did a few days but I was like, oh, you know, next time I really want to do longer. And then, like, we came home, and I definitely had that, like, post-vacation blues, like, oh, sadness, yeah. like, miss my family, sad that that's over, sad to come back to real life, work, you know, everything. And um, <laughs> Let's move to the mountains, everybody. I know, like, totally, you know, like, that. Oh, I always has, like, let's that. quit our jobs and just move yeah. to nowhere. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, we're totally doing all that. But what was kind of, like, bittersweet was, like... I haven't had that feeling of it's hard to come home Mm. back to real life after a vacation, like, since having kids, I think. Because, like, for so long, it's been that feeling of, like, oh, I just want to be home. Because, like, traveling with kids is usually so hard. And, like, my kids have been so little. And it's just been so draining and all the stuff and all the, like, sleep stuff and all that. Just everything. You know, new place and, like. Oh, Yeah. Um, The combination of I think my kids being like a tad bit older now and just the fact that we did have so much help from my family um, just made it such a fun thing. And I did kind of cherish that feeling of like not being ready to be home. Like I really have not felt that way in like five years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Here's a totally random question. Yeah. Uh, Do you think. Not having any access to the technology to distract Completely. you also affected how huge. great
1: the vacation was. Huge. Yeah. I really think that was huge. Yeah. And I it do really too. had to be that I couldn't. Couldn't use it. Yeah. There's no point
0: in even picking it. The phone yeah. becomes literally a camera.
1: Exactly. And it that's was a it. camera. I was using it for a camera and like a clock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, that felt really, really good. Yeah. Good job. Thank That's you. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I, I I smell your mountain air. Okay. It's Good. nice. How are you? <laughs> Less mountainy. Uh, yesterday was Katie Bell's first day of first grade. I was trying to like think, all right, how you know what's this year going to be like for her? Mm-hmm. And I really have distinct memories of first grade for myself. That this oh, was like yeah. my first year that I really. Stefan always says that first grade was where he made his first best friend like mm-hmm. he has real memories of a best friend mm-hmm. and that was his first grade experience for me i can really remember it was back in the early 80s uh, so it was a lot of like the principal walking up and down the hallway with the paddle literally just shoved down the back of his pants oh, cuz he could stop you and paddle you right oh yeah bum, 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 Are bum, you serious bum. oh yeah he just it was down the back of his pants cuz it was too big to fit in a pocket Holy uh, <laughs> shit anyway but this was the year that like and again discipline was very different and Did you ever get paddled? I never got paddled. The rule literally was, if you ever get in trouble and sent to the office, I had instructions to say, before you paddle me, before any of that, you have to call my mother. You know, like that kind of thing. You absolutely, here's her number. I had it memorized, you know, the whole nine yards. But I, but again, the point is, I was a talker. Yeah. Even back then. And I have very distinct memories of being sent outside. I would say I'd be sent to the hallway, like minimum two to three times a week. Yeah. Just to sit. Because I was talking too much in yeah. class, and there was no like, we're going to make this all work. Go outside until you can shut up. Basically, was what that was code for. Yeah, uh, and then I also remember feeling embarrassment. For these are my first yeah. memories of like real embarrassment uh-huh. and like uh, just that overwhelming sense of, of those sorts of emotions. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, like it's going to be an interesting year for Katie Bell, so I'm going to try and keep those things in mind. And mm-hmm. I can remember my mother never got mad at me for getting sent out in the hallway for talking. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just need to remember to support her mm-hmm. this year. Anyway, it's just like, it's, like, it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited big. about it. Yeah, it's a big one. It's, you know, we'll see. Don't worry, everybody. I've signed up for more things to do this year. Speaking of more things to do this year. It's
1: good, because we have to have something to talk about on the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Let's make public school amazing! (laughs) Uh, So speaking of more, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to use that as our transition to get into today's topic, which is all about more. More, more, more.
1: (laughs)
0: Uh, a little while ago, we had a show about what would make life better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we had some sort of clever title for it. But, yeah. but the gist was... God, we're always so clever with our titles. <laughs> and our segues, guys, <laughs> uh, are clever, right? So we, we, we talked about like what would make things better. And yeah. One of the things was uh, more more stuff, more money. Right. Yeah. Like it was like more. There was like yeah. a sense of more. And I think today we want to explore the idea of more, mm-hmm. more, uh, as it affects us as adults and our kids. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. Teresa, what do you want more of?
1: I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> more vacation time? <laughs> Definitely more vacation. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Say it. You all
0: know it's coming. We all know it's gonna come out of your mouth. I want more kids. Oh
1: (laughs) record scratch. Warning, warning. I also kind of want more dogs though. (laughs) 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 Yeah? What else? This is not what else? What else you want more of? This does not like mean that any of those things are like happening per se, or like that I think that I will go and do that. But yes, <laughs> the desire for more is there. All
0: right, and I think this is important because it's not. We sometimes when we think more, we yeah. think stuff,
1: right. but it isn't just
0: Mm-mm. stuff. No. It's it is like that sense of there is a literally a sense inside you, yeah, that we all have, yeah. That says, I want more. Yep. And it could be, I want more nice things, or I want more kids, or I want more dogs or cats or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, or more responsibilities with a PTA. Whatever it is. More power. (laughs) More
1: power. power. PTA, I mean.
0: (laughs) More control. The... uh, yeah, they, but they're like more. Yeah. It is like literally a pulling sense inside yeah. of you. Yeah. And I think one of the questions is, is it truly part of our human nature to want mm-hmm. more or, uh, you know, from the dawn of time? I mean, we don't yeah. know what it was like at the dawn of time, right. but certainly in the modern world, yeah. uh, there's a lot of advertising and uh, pressure
1: to have more. Yeah, well like the consumerism yeah. thing, it but plays into this is part of this. But I don't think it's like you don't think all it's the cause. we're talking about. you like, think there's
0: a natural well, think, instinct and Yeah.
1: I mean, I think cons- I think like advertising and stuff is just playing off of the natural human instinct to want more because it's okay. sort of like have you ever had that feeling where like you really wanted something for a really long time and then you got that thing and then you just felt better for like five minutes but then you like (laughs) wanted the next thing you know what i mean it's like yeah i mean that happens to my four-year-old
0: like my second child
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean no i I do no matter like whatever wherever you are now it's really easy to get used to it and take what you have for granted i think and think of what the next best thing would be like i think that i think that at its core is human nature i don't think that like we're all going around just like constantly like, "Oh, I've got to have more all the time. Like I think we control it, and there's rational reasons not to just always like go on those impulses, But I think like human nature is to want to like improve, do better, have more, do you know right, and, all and, of those... and those
0: things, like having even like having more children,
1: having yeah. more
0: pets, having more money, having more. You know, yeah. uh, things at home or clothes for your kids or yeah. certain types of food or you know all those things. Yeah. More yard, yeah. I want more space? I need a boat. Uh, yeah, I need more yeah. forms of transportation yeah. to tackle all elements of the world. Right, sea and land and air. Uh, I mean, it's because it really is like more time, yeah. more everything. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 my instinct is. That that need for more, that if we are saying it is human nature, Mm -hmm. that that human nature need is to fill another need. Like, I mean, how much—like, I can flat out say that a lot of the things that I want more of Mm -hmm. are totally filling an emotional need Mm -hmm. that I have. I am Mm -hmm. not— if that was not true, then every time the Land of Nod or Hannah Anderson catalog, for those of us with kids, those eventually will show up at your house, mm-hmm. um, show up at my house, I go into, like, this deep, need depression of, like, I'll see the rooms and I'm like, I need my house to look like this. Yeah. I need my children to look like this. Yeah. I need, you know, and and and, and what's weird is half the time what it's pulling on is I need less. Right. I need more of less. Yeah. Right? Like, I need to... So look at like, how much
1: space they have. Look at all the yeah. space. It's like, yeah. Right. Know and, exactly you know, you and so
0: yeah. it's a weird place as an adult. It's very weird as an adult. hmm to want more, and I will be honest that half of my motivations are purely selfish, mm-hmm. uh, and there are other ones where I genuinely feel like my motivation for more is to better the life of my family, mm-hmm. right, or those around me. Sure, um, but that probably is also feeding into something of my own.
1: You know? definitely, because that's yeah, that fulfills
0: your need my need to, to, to provide, provide. Yeah. right. It's hard to find that balance. I mean, it's very easy for me to not get more Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of most of those things, whether it be kids or animals or stuff, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times just money doesn't allow me to get more. Right. right? So you just
1: need more money. So I need more money. You need more money. You're going to need
0: more money. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I can buy those adorable Hannah Anderson (laughs) pillows. They're so stupid, guys. And my children will not like. Um and then I will- They just, probably
1: won't notice.
0: They won't notice. And then I'll just want them to go away so I can sit in their woodland themed bedroom. Right. I should really just theme my own bedroom. bedroom. Step and get ready. We're theming it like a Swedish woodland forest, which you'll be thrilled with, actually. Um, it'll be very
1: familiar. It'll be very <laughs> very comforting.
0: Gnome pillows. Totally Swedish, guys. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so when I can't fulfill that need mm. because of the restrictions in the world that surround me, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like, I, I sometimes will say, sometimes I will fulfill a total stuff need mm-hmm. by going to the dollar store. But at the same time, I'm also just filling my house with more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't always don't feel good once I have more.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I know. I felt bad because uh, over over vacation, my mom brought my mom. My parents were driving to mm. the cabin. We had yes. to fly, so my mom offered to bring a couple little things for the kids to play with, so that we wouldn't have to like yeah carry as much stuff on the plane and everything. And she got like just a couple little things, but like they were just you know, little, little Little things things. that are kind of like falling apart or like losing track of little things and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like complaining to my mom, not complaining, but I basically was just like, these aren't coming home with us just so you know, like, yeah, you know. And she was like, yeah, no, I know. And I was like, they should have like a database of like non-shitty toys. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I didn't, I didn't mean it like you picked out a shitty toy because the thing is I, I picked out. I've picked out so many shitty toys oh, for my kids yeah. in over time that like looked cool or looked cheap, but like time like would use up time or just whatever yeah. that like later I was like, why is this in my house? Like yeah. why is this here? Why
0: is this taking up space? space? Well now that's interesting though, in the as an adult, mm-hmm. and I think this is gonna tie into like how do we help our kids with this, but like we want more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. And then we sometimes make the mistake of going for, well, if I if I do the cheap stuff, yeah, then I can fulfill this need or yeah. you know, and whatever that cheap stuff is. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter like what category, yeah. the, you know, the cheaper vacation, the cheaper this, the cheaper toy, yeah. the cheaper whatever. Yeah. Um, it breaks. It's shit. It's shit. Mm-hmm. It's usually shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is part of it. Needing to like one of the things I think Steph and I both try in theory to do is it's better to save and 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 get more of very good items, Mm -hmm. items that will last a long time. Like Mm -hmm. instead of getting the IKEA bookcase, Mm -hmm. you know, that we know is going to fall apart in a couple of years, Mm -hmm. do you save up and get like something really nice that's going to
1: last? years. I think the benefit of doing that, in addition to what you obviously just yeah. said, is that it takes time. It takes time. And, like, during that time, you're reconsidering and reconsidering yeah. and reconsidering, and by the time you actually drop a chunk of change on it, you're yeah. pretty confident that it's what you need. <laughs> Look at that, Or thing. what you want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. but I,
0: I do think that's true. I mean, we have found ourselves in situations, like, working on the house. Yeah. Like, expediency, wanting yeah. to fix that Thing yeah, that needs it to be fixed yeah. can really long term not be the best solution totally to the problem. So it's I think there is an element of self control.
1: Yeah,
0: but where That's do we so hard right? So where do we learn that self control? So let's now talk about our kids. Or do you, or do you actually have?
1: Well, that? I this I agree with the self control. This is just this just plays into it. But that feeling of, um, like. Anytime you just succumb to that desire yeah. to get more, more, whatever it is, I think there's like I, I'm I'm not a scientist, obviously, but I think there's <laughs> like some kind of like dopamine release or oh, something yeah. in the serotonin. I don't know what what it is, but like it just makes you feel better. It makes you yeah. feel really good. Oh and yeah. And I have this friend that um that taught me like we we both were like complaining about how like we just wanted to like buy a bunch of stuff on this was like years ago we both wanted to like buy stuff online and we didn't have money right and she's like you just fill up your cart and then go do something else like pretend you're shopping it's like fake shopping you get that feeling of like click this add to bag and yeah, you just fill yeah, like, yeah. it up and then just walk away yeah and, like you kind of get the because like that's especially true. Like shopping I, online, yeah. it's not going to show up immediately anyway so yeah. it's kind of like the same you get that same feeling of like pulling the I slot got, machine yeah yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. you like get that without actually doing it oh and that's really, interesting I really I thought that was like a nice little trick so the the best. It's
0: less easy to see it sometimes in adults mm-hmm. because we have been trained to not run around the store screaming, "Can I please have this?" Mm-hmm. But kids are fairly direct about it. Yes, they more are more and more. I mean, Ellis literally after he started talking, more, more, yeah. more, like oh, more yeah. of the song, yeah. uh, more music because he's really into music. He's yeah, it's, very musical. It's special. It's, it's it's an inherent gift. Mm-hmm. That's unique just to Ellis. Yep. Um, more, uh, you know, attention. More of this game. More of his sister doing this. More of this. And Katie Bell's just flat out, I want this. Yeah. I want it. So how do we... Somebody clearly taught us about control because not all adults have control mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to their more, more, oh, more, yeah. more, and more. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that falls into all kind of categories. Ones sure. that we think are healthy and ones that are not healthy. I mean, right. you know, more can fall into anything. Sure. Um and you can cross a line where it 's dangerous where it can uh, hurt you financially, it can hurt you physically, it can hurt you emotionally a lot of mores can be too much too much too much more guys so somebody taught us clearly
1: moderation moderate
0: yeah. moderation, so what do we do to help our kids? Hmm. Do this. You know, I mean, clearly it starts with you can't have more dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to think of the early ones that we teach them, mm-hmm. you know, this and where it comes in. You know, it, you can't have more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the old, oh, you can't give in. You can't give in. Don't give in yeah. to your kids. Well, you know? it's like
1: once you say no, you have to stick you have with to it. Because otherwise, no. otherwise, they'll keep asking every yeah. time forever because they figured out that sometimes you say yes right. after you said no.
0: That's right. And sometimes but, um, they're going to keep asking, even if you, th- the answer is always no. Sure. Get ready. Yeah. They're gonna ask all the time, yeah. forever, no matter what you
1: say. Simon Ch- Simon listens when I say no, but then he tries to he will yeah. try to ask for a different thing that similarly the answer is gonna, is gonna be, be, be no. Like right now, I feel like we are really in the trenches of this whole thing of like I'm I'm going through wanting, it again with really? Katie Bell Jessie at so you know. six. Okay, yeah,
0: so be warned. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like. It's like, it's really intense, like his desire to not, it's not just toys that he wants. Though right. He does want every toy he's ever seen or heard of. Yes. Uh, and he wants all the ones that are like that one. He right. wants all of it. But in addition, it's like, you know, I've talked about before, he wants to create these elaborate mm-hmm. projects at home and he wants them to happen now. Yeah. And he wants... He, he's playing a lot of dress-up, and he wants, like, the perfect dress-up outfit for every possible right. thing that he wants to be. So here's what's interesting, though. Like, we have a couple ways that he can get things that he wants. Like, we we do, like, a sticker chart. Mm-hmm. which It's like an achievement chart for basically good behavior. Like, right. there's certain times of day where I'm like, you know, if you can really be a helper with this, you're going to get a sticker. And then once he gets 20 stickers, he gets something. Right. And usually he decides what it's going to be, but with my help because sometimes he asks for something. A car. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) Um, But, like, the one coming up is going to be, like, an ice cream party. Like, we're just going to have ice cream or whatever. But a lot of times it's a toy. And the most recent toy that he wanted is a Barbie. And the reason he wanted the Barbie is not because he wants to play with a Barbie. It's because of Toy Story 3. Toy Story, right. And the Barbie that they have in Toy Story 3 you like can get it, but it's like sixty bucks. Oh yeah. So there's no way I'm getting that Barbie when I could get a different Barbie for like six ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we he ended up earning the Barbie and he got the Barbie. He was upset that he couldn't get the Barbie that he wanted. But now he's like pretty happy with this one. And then like, he's been like playing with it, but kind of just like staring at it. Like yeah. he's not sure what to do with it. And then he'll, out of nowhere, <laughs> he'll just be like, thank you so much for my Barbie, which is like really sweet. yeah, um, And very kind of addictive, I think as a parent, yes. because yes. it's he's so grateful for it that I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Like, I can do this for him, you know? And he appreciates it. And so I try to say, like, well, you earned it. Like, you Mm -hmm. did this through your hard work. Like, you overcame a lot of challenges, 20 challenges to get this, you know? You did a really good job. Right. And so I think, like, making them few and far between, but then, like, when stuff that happens that... Because, like, he saw on the back of the box, there's, like, all the Barbies and all the Kens that you can get with that one or whatever. And I just said... Yeah, we're not going to be doing that, you know? And, like, it's watching them be in pain about stuff that they can't have is, I kind of think it's, it sucks so bad as a parent, but it's also just, like, I think what I try to remind myself, Mm -hmm. even when it's hard, is, like, this is the work. We're doing the work right here. Like, the work of them being so upset, upset and being like being in pain that they can't have what they want having it take forever to get the thing that yeah. they want all of that stuff Is I think it's the work of... Yeah, of this, of of building it up. Because we're, we're, yes, because
0: we're the same sort of thing. Well, you know, yes. And it may be for the rest of our lives, the more and more and more. But yes, there is the more, it's going to come out to the more staying up late, the more not wanting to go to sleep. There's something, like you said, there's something about not being able to Take care of them when they're upset about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But like something I'm wrestling with because I thought we n- nailed it all at like four or five. Yeah, you know, I thought we had like, hey, we're we're saying no. Yeah, go express yourself emotionally in your room. Yeah. And now to be doing it again, mm-hmm. it's like. Did, were we not clear enough? Mm-hmm. Did we did we wiggle waggle at times too much? Did we, you know, uh, let her have too many things in between? Oh yeah. Did we give into the more or did we just allow for more? Yeah. Uh when everything was riding smoothly.
1: Until we needed to all of Until we need to set all of a sudden again. set limits oh. again. And not
0: like we got rid of limits, but
1: like no, I know when we're on I mean. a good streak,
0: it's like sure we'll, well go get ice cream. Yeah. Sure we'll Sometimes go get this. Sometimes you don't need
1: to because it's not going badly. Like right. Yeah. So it's
0: it is oh that 's interesting it is, and it 's very and like a lot of times as the parent it 's very hard to just shut your mouth again, yeah. after saying no, yeah, it is so hard it's to so shut hard. your mouth yeah, it gives you again it 's another type of more, yeah, I want to give my daughter more comfort, I yeah. want to give
1: her more things. Uh, or like, I want her to understand why. Yeah, like, which they it's don't. Just like, it's just not like you just. So yeah. It, yeah. So is it just
0: the groundwork of saying no and setting limits, or should we also be teaching them? Like one of the things I try and do with Katie Bell when she's looking for new toys or new something, what can you find that you already have? Yeah. You know what can you use? You got a whole. I yeah. uh, sometimes don't say it that nicely. You got yeah. a
1: whole room full of toys. This house is full of toys. <laughs> make just something that to up. Yeah. Has- you don't need any more toys. Your house is full
0: of toys. What if you woke up tomorrow and all these toys were gone? <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to do that. Uh, fucking anyway, uh, and then everybody would be in therapy forever. Uh, more therapy, yeah. more counseling. Um, but but there is, I try and redirect. Yeah, you try and pull out the old toddler redirect or infant yeah. redirect of, you know, how do we, how do we, is is it also important? To get our kids to value and appreciate the more that they already have, whether it is more of the game, more of the things that they like to do emotionally, more of the friend that they already have or the time that they already get, Mm. or more of the boredom, more of like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. should we be also equally struggling (laughs) with trying to convince them that what they have is great so Mm -hmm. that when they become adults— And they're standing there saying, I really have to sit there. I'll see a project that I want to do with the kids. Or I'll see something in a catalog. And I'm like, this would make everything better. (laughs) You know, or this would kill 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, I'll go to the store and get those items. Mm -hmm. And then I sit there and I say, okay, Elizabeth, do you need another bucket? Is there another bucket in this house? Mm-hmm. Is there a bucket? Do you already have a bucket in this house? You know, like, do you, you already, I, I have yeah. to literally go through a checklist. Um, you already have sheets and there's nothing wrong with these fucking sheets. Yeah. You don't need an extra set of sheets. Yeah. You know, you don't need, or I've got all these things. All I really need is X. You know, I don't need the full everything. I don't need a full wardrobe. I need a T-shirt without a hole in it. Right. Okay, that's a fix, (laughs) right? right? Like, so, you know, some of it's trying to teach them, I guess, those coping skills. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, sure, it's not the Barbie or it's not the Twilight Sparkle, but she can certainly use her imagination to make them into the thing that she wants. Because I've seen her do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's part of it, too, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's it's weird because as I hear you talk, I really think that, like, the more it is just the same for us as it is for them. It is. It's, it's like, exactly the same. It's just, it takes practice. Like, yeah. I think we can get out of the habit of it too. And, oh, like, yeah. it just takes practice to, like, get over the hump of, like, oh, I really want this thing, I really want this <laughs> thing. And it's just like, does this not make sense? No, it does not. Right. Whatever it is, it doesn't make sense. And when you get over the hump of, you're not going to get it, you're not going to have it, you're not going to do whatever it is, you're yeah. not going to do that. You you do, like, a little bit of time, and everything is fine. Like, is, you realize yeah. how fine everything is. It's, like, in that moment of weakness, and then you get past it. And it's the same with the kids. It's, like, they're having this moment where it just feels so strongly right. that they have to have this thing, whatever it is, and then, like, they'll have a little explosion, yeah. and then they... They just move on. Ugh. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, you know, and it, they always are. Yeah. And maybe I mean, maybe that's just it. Maybe that's the
0: takeaway is that we have gotta start looking at our kids yeah. as examples for ourselves you know, yeah. for ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Just remind ourselves, you know, this is one of those ones that's that's across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh you know what made me feel better. If I was going to be painfully honest, I would really like just some more money.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.
2: I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday we discuss the hot button topics you never knew you cared so much about. Like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie? Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry everyone. We got this.
1: We got this. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485.
0: Genius fail time, Teresa. More geniuses. (laughs)
1: more More fails fails. (laughs) all of it we want more of all of it
0: (laughs) genius me wow oh my god oh my god i saw what you did oh my god i'm paying attention wow you mom are a genius oh my god that's fucking genius
1: Okay, this is a total state-of-mind genius, but um, on the morning that we were getting ready to leave the cabin and fly back to L.A., everybody was also leaving, uh, except for my parents, but so, like, my siblings and their partners, and we were kind of all getting ready, and I just knew it was going to be really annoying, because it's always really annoying to pack, but also, especially if you're going to be drive, a long drive and a flight, like, we had, like, a -a two-and-a-half-hour drive and a flight, like, a meal in between, and... Then I was just, you know, trying to figure out what the kids are going to need in the car, what's going to be carried on, what's going to be, you know, whatever, all of of that. And, like, what stuff is clean, what stuff is dirty (laughs) from the trip. And, of course, Jesse woke up with a migraine, and he's moving really slow. He was trying really hard. He was helping, but he was moving really slow. And, um, like, I knew vaguely that, like, my brother and sister and their partners were going to be leaving, like, at, around the same time as us. But none of them had, like, like we had, like, a hard out because we yeah. had a flight to catch in right. two and a half hours. So, like, you don't want to screw with that. Right. And I'm, like, in the room that we slept in, like, just kind of going through all this stuff. I'm, like, just starting to get going on the packing. Yeah. And my sister comes in to say, bye. I love you. And this was, like, probably... 7 30 or 8 in the morning yeah they had she and her they were done husband had gotten up they'd packed their stuff they helped my parents like uh take (laughs) drive the trash down to the trash place Yeah, they'd done everything they put their stuff in their car and they were leaving and i still had so much left to do and i looked at her and i'm like what like i was so confused that she was already walking out the door but then you know i realized well she doesn't have to do anything she just gets in the car and goes and part of me started to, I felt the heat yeah. rise oh, of, yeah. like, that feeling of, like, what the fuck? Like, why Why does this have to be this way? Why yeah. is it so hard? And, like, <laughs> and then, like, I also, like, so many negative things yeah. flashed in my head. Like, the other thing that came up was, like, well, you know, they're going to have a baby in a few months, so, like, they'll, they'll see know. how it is. Yeah. And even worse than that, um oh, well, they'll probably have a baby and it'll still be easy for them because that's just how it is for them. And, like, right. for me, it's oh, always harder. Oh, beautiful. Like, I mean, just all, I went, my mind went all sorts of amazing places. I'm so glad
0: to know your mind can go <laughs> those places. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> but I totally felt it happen, yeah. was aware of it, and was like, this is so dumb. Like, I, I have kids. I'm packing for my family. <laughs> this is my life. I have children yeah. and I'm. I'm not doing a bad job. I'm simply packing Uh, the stuff for uh, my family. And this is the time it takes to pack the stuff for my family so that we can leave. And I'm doing that stuff. That's right. And everybody's fine. Everything is fine. She is different from me and I am different from her and I am doing my stuff and she is doing her stuff. Good job. And I gave her a hug and a kiss goodbye and I just went back to my business and everything ended up being fine Fine. that day. That's great. So, yeah.
0: Good job. Thanks. Good job. Katie Bell's. Six-year-old birthday, total yeah. success. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Did pe- you have thirty kids? We had we had about twenty-seven kids. Okay. It was the hottest day of. It was like over one hundred and seven oh degrees. God. What? It was one hundred seven degrees, and it was all in the backyard. No. Yeah, and so I just said, "Drought be damned." I just, I emailed everybody, and I was like, "I'm turning on a hose, guys." Yeah. Uh, everybody's kids soaked. Good. trashed we just like turn on a flower hose in the middle of the yard Good. we put up some tents you know we had our pe- I moved the party along really fast yeah. and i told everybody i emailed everybody to yeah. say, just so you guys know because it's so hot right sunscreen on we're gonna get wet yeah uh the pinata's happening at this time Pizza this time, cupcakes this time. So this way you can come and go. You don't have to be, like, trapped for, you know, three hours in the hot sun. But people came. They had a great time. Katie Bell did, like, so great. Everybody loved the capes and the masks that we had made. Um, And it just, you know, Stefan was like Dr. Disaster delivering the, you know, pinata, which was like a bomb. And, like, the kids just flipped out. We're, like, chasing them around the yard. It was, like, super... Old school backyard party. So cool. It was. We just did it.
1: I'm really impressed that you did it in 107. I mean, that's amazing. It was that's above and beyond. Hot, guys, yeah. but
0: there was like no place to move it.
1: I right. Mean, you know, like what who knew? Do? Yeah. What are you gonna fucking yeah. do? Get uh, it. We did it. That's amazing. Thank you. Hi. Um.
3: I have. I, I think that this is actually a genius. And at the time, I thought I was thinking fail, total fail. But <laughs> The more I thought about it, the more I've changed my mind. Um, I have a seven-and-a-half-year-old only child, um, and she. we have some card games that we like to play. We were playing one called Sleeping Queens uh, yesterday, which is super fun. And she, we were playing a three out of five, and I totally won the first round. And this is a game that uh, it doesn't really matter how old you are. As long as you understand the rules, everyone has the same chance of winning. <laughs> So I don't believe in letting her win at a game like that. I just, if I win, I win. And if she wins, she wins. And so when I won, she was pissed off. Um, But she was expressing it pretty well. She's like, Mommy, I feel like you are against me and you don't want me to win and you're playing all the cards that you can play. And I said, Honey, I'm doing everything that I can do to win just like you are. No, mommy. She was so mad. Um, she was still just being very articulate about it, but she <laughs> could not agree that I had won fairly. So finally she stomped off to her room, and I can hear her sniffling in there. Um, and I just stayed in the kitchen and just did some things and kind of waited, and after a few minutes, she came back out, and she was in a perfectly fine mood, and she was ready to play, and we kept playing. And I just thought, yay, because she can express her feelings, whether they're good or bad, and she can deal with them, and then she can move on. And that's how I am. I have to let it out. If I, if I don't get pa- I can't get past it. And I think she's has sort of adopted that. And <laughs> it was just really kind of fun to see her deal with that disappointment and, and come out of it and just be completely fine. And I thought, yeah, okay, sucks to lose. You told me how it felt. You took a break, and then you came back. Um, so anyway... She's pretty cool, and I was proud of her. Um, but I did win three out of five. By the way, <laughs> I
0: didn't result in any more crime. <laughs> Love the show. Bye. That's you know, it's, I needed. I actually so needed that genius call this week because mm-hmm. again, with the whole more and more and more yeah. like thing, we've really been. I've been really wrestling with the like uh, letting her just cry, yeah. letting her just be upset, and not either trying to explain it or like fix it or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's upset because she's five I mean she's six she's like whatever and and the times where I have done what this woman did which is just shut up and let her go yeah she always comes back out fine yeah and like my uh, trying to jump in or getting myself worked up yeah it it makes me worked up and feel worse and she's gonna still have the same outcome (laughs) No matter
1: what. yeah. Or, I mean, if you interrupt it, she's not going to be able to process it and recover on her own, which is like what she's learning to do. Yeah, that's right. I just was so
0: happy to hear this call. You did a great job of letting your child deal with this. Yes. Good job. Good job. Failures.
1: Fail. 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 Fail.
0: You suck. Teresa, I would like you to share a failure with me.
1: I will share a fail with you. Good. Um I when we were up at the cabin in the mountains, um, I there... let like my children
0: play with snakes.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this one really big hike that we sometimes do. Um, it's not a good hike for little kids. It's an extremely high altitude, steep hike. Um, and it's kind of a long hike, uh, and so, but it's sort of a tradition to do it, and so the rest of my family was really committed to doing it, and they wanted to get up early and do it, and then come back by lunch and, like, spend the afternoon hanging out with us, and they were pretty clear, like, we're not gonna wait for your kids, we're just gonna go do it, and so it was just a day for, it was just a morning for Jesse and I to be with the kids, um, but i thought well we can drive up part of it and we can meet them yeah. and hike a little bit with them and then that way my kids can be introduced to this hike and right. it's like a big tradition but they don't have to do the whole big thing right but there's no cell phones so there's it's hard to like meet up and so we yeah. kind of talked about like what about, around what time we would be like in this particular area and, like, basically, like, long story short, we ended up missing them by, like, really, like, 10 minutes. Oh. We ended up missing them by 10 minutes. And I still tried to do the hike with Simon and Oscar <laughs> and Jesse. Um, and it was – it's funny because my kids are normally pretty great about hiking. But for whatever reason that day, nobody dying. wanted to do it. Like, from the start. Wow. And, like, it was hot. It was steep. And, I mean, Simon was, like, asking to stop and have a snack after literally, like, (laughs) we had taken, like, ten ten steps. It was like, I want, I'm hungry. I need to, you know. And... I just kept pushing because I thought (laughs) maybe we'll catch up with my family and that'll be really fun and, like, special to run into them, you know? At all times, one kid was crying. Oh, yeah. Um, And there were parts where Simon just, like, sat down in the middle of the trail (laughs) and just, like, would just be looking at his feet for, like, the longest time and I couldn't even get him to, like, talk to me, (laughs) let alone get up and keep walking. Nice. So we ended up being up there. We ended up, I think, covering... A grand total, like there and back, of like two miles, like a two mile hike. That's but we insane. did it. Okay, but Teresa, we, I know but two we, miles. I know we're we're pretty good at hiking, yeah. so that was okay. But <laughs> it took us over two hours though to yeah, yes, like it was crazy yeah, how that's... long it took, and it was just. <laughs> Like everybody was fine, but it was so hard. Like it would have been so much better for me to just pick like a stupid walk somewhere, like down the mountain, you know? (laughs) And that would've been anyways. Wow. Kinda kinda super relaxing. Yeah.
0: That's a super relaxing fail. It
1: was a little rough. Yeah, bad
0: judgment call. Yeah. Bad judgment call. And
1: we never ca- caught up with my family. We're going to have fun. Yeah. It's
0: one of those. That falls yeah. into the we're having fun We categories.
1: can hike. <laughs> we, we're great at this. You guys know how to do this. You love this.
0: Bring your end game, kids. Um, okay. Uh, so yesterday, first day of school. Mama, in speaking of the more... Mm-hmm. We didn't get new backpacks or new lunchboxes for the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Her lu- her backpack was fine, mm-hmm. and she's her lunchboxes from last year were all fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we they're all in good shape. Um, and though there's a part of me that so badly wants my little girl to have a new backpack know, right? and lunchbox every year, anyway. but I'm gonna save up for like when kids start becoming jerks and it matters. Right.
1: Good.
0: Uh, anyway, good. we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. Anyway. Mama, I want to use the My Little Pony lunchbox. First day. Great. Make it her lunch. Pull it down from the fridge. Open it no, up. Oh, no. yeah. Now, the good news is, is at least there was no, like, food in it. Okay. But... Uh, The napkins. Oh, God. uh, Which, I mean, had some food on it. Right. There was clearly the last thing that in there had been something with, you know, those like uh, peach juice fruit cups, peach juice cups. So there was like a brown stick outside and inside and a smell.
1: Oh, they yeah. went with
0: it. Oh, but yeah. by God, we're taking that lunchbox to school to, it's like a hose in that thing out, trying to wipe those things. So it things was clearly
1: like she, br- the last time she brought it home, it just got put up on the shelf. Clearly. Right? Like it hadn't clearly had Clearly have... I hadn't even, because like I got always empty yeah. it of food, but I never right. leave
0: the like napkins and stuff right, in right, it. Right, right, right. Such a it weird thing. Empty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I just like opened it up and I was like, and there's my failure <laughs> for the summer. Gross. <laughs> Hi, I have a fail.
4: Um, We are watching another kid today. We have my two-year-old and his little friend who's about one and a half. And we had a great day. They were wonderful. They played together. And then they both went down for a nap about an hour ago. And it was great. And I'm going to a dinner party tonight. And I'm bringing dessert. And I was like, I am going to make a custard (laughs) topping for this dessert. And it's going to be amazing. (laughs) I go in the kitchen. And I get all the complicated steps done. we're talking like separating egg yolks out and doing all these things. And the final step, of course, is that you have to stir the custard very, very slowly and keep it from simmering because otherwise it just turns into scrambled egg. So as I'm stirring with my wooden spoon very, very carefully and listening to one bad another over my earbuds, I thoughtlessly tap the spoon on the side of the pot because there's custard stuck to the spoon and that's what you do to get it off. So the dog hears this tapping, tapping, tap, tap, oh, tapping. Oh, yeah. Tapping, oh, God damn. And it. thinks that mm-hmm. somebody is knocking on the door. Yep. So she goes crazy. She starts barking and running up and down. She runs over to the baby's room, barks in front of the door to make sure that they are aware that there is somebody here. Let's make sure they're not going to hurt the baby. Oh, my gosh. So both kids, after only an hour and a half of napping, wake up screaming. There was nobody at the door. It was just me making custard, and of course, since I was chasing the dog, like shh, 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 the custard turned into scrambled eggs, and so all that work was totally wasted. And I think I'm going to go shoot myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind, you guys. I don't want more dogs. Yeah, I don't you want more dogs. I forgot I don't want more dogs. Yeah, oh, no, there's God. something. Yeah, you Fuck. have
0: the time. Nap time is so oh, precious. It's so precious with any project that you're trying, even if it's just like. The do- like, even if it's something like I just want to make myself a glass of water right yeah. like and it not somehow disrupt everything in the yeah. house and like custard
1: yeah like, that's a commitment it really is
0: and then the do- oh, mm. good job having dogs and kids in your house and tapping oh, how dare you tap a spoon <laughs> on a pot Oh failures <laughs> you
1: are. Always- the greatest mom i've ever known i love you i love you when i have a problem i call you on the phone i love you I Teresa, love yes you.
0: let's call it dad. great i oh, know i feel like we're having like a like a resurgence of dad calls yeah, over the last couple of weeks. Totally love me some dads. This week we are talking to Matthew Dix, author of the perfect comeback of Caroline Jacobs, which just went on sale. He is a one-time teacher of the year, a seventeen-time Moth Story Slam champion, and the founder of Speak Up, a storytelling organization. Welcome, Matthew.
5: Thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. Um, it's my pleasure. <laughs> well, before we get started talking about the story, uh, the book, the storytelling, all the good stuff, uh, we want to ask you what we always ask our guests, which is, who lives in your house?
5: Um, in my house, uh, in addition to me, I, um, I have a wife. Her name is Alicia. Um, she is perfect in every way. <laughs> and She's not even listening to me right now. Um, mm-hmm. She is... She's right now a stay at home mom, but she was a teacher. We met, um, we met, we had our classrooms one room apart when I was teaching. Aww. So uh, she's been home for the last, yeah, it's a, it's a fairy tale. That is, uh,
0: that is quite <laughs> literally a fairy tale it's story. Adorable. That is quite literally a, a very adorable. It is.
5: Yeah, awesome. it was good. Well, when we met, when we met, she was engaged to be married. So, um,
0: So it wasn't a
5: fairy tale beginning. Oh, damn! Okay,
0: that has become an all new after school special right there. (laughs) That is a whole new thing. All right.
5: Uh, So she's at home right now, and we have two kids: uh, Clara, who is six, and Charlie, who is
0: three. Nice. Mine just turned. My oldest just turned six. It's it's. I, I will say this with some sarcasm and with some truth. It's enjoyable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been
5: fabulous. It's been really terrific. I um, I have enjoyed every minute of it. Honestly,
0: awesome, awesome. You know what, we're gonna have to have like I think we need to have like a larger conversation one day about the like children of ruin my life. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> line, you know uh, articles and books that have come out. You know it's made it different, but like uh, you know it's uh, it's not bad. Everybody, no. it's not the worst thing to no. happen no. to you.
5: <laughs> no,
3: when
0: fun
5: I too. when I see a pe- when I see someone who's pregnant, when I when I know someone's expecting their first baby, the first thing I tell them is to not listen to all the naysayers and just assume. If someone tells you that their life has been ruined, they are just fools who don't know how to handle life to
0: begin with. <laughs> to embrace the joy. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the kids. It was already on a right. course. That's right. Um, well, you know what? I, I got to say, before jumping into uh, the new book, I, something on your uh, sort of bio on your website really stuck out to me that I have to ask you about. Uh, basically, it says right. Right towards the end, kind of snuck in at the end, uh, that you are noted for dying twice before the age of eighteen, and I really want to know what that's about.
5: <laughs> well, um, twice I died uh, when I was ten. <laughs> <B-N>. <laughs> when I was ten, I was <laughs> right. Uh, when I was ten, I was stung by a bee, and I didn't know I was allergic. Wow! And so, um, by the time I got home after being stung by the bee, I was home alone, and um, you know. I called my mother, who was in the hospital at the time, actually having back surgery, and told her I couldn't breathe. And, you know, it was the 1980s, yeah. so, like, I, I didn't even know you could be allergic to anything in the 80s. Right. So, um, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening to me. And so, my mother was on the phone with me, listening to me as I stopped breathing, and the floor hit, you know, the phone hit the floor, and then she heard the paramedics come in and begin to pee on me. And wow. I got me back, which was, which was good. And then um, when I was 17, I went through the windshield of a car while, that I was driving, and um, once again, on the side of the road, I um, I expired and um, was brought back by CPR a second time.
0: Do you, like, see like, ghosts or anything now? Because, like... <laughs> Do you see? Have you gotten, like, some sort of amazing special power via this? Because every book that I read, that would be what would happen. You
1: should just say yes, because otherwise biz will be really sad. So just say yes.
0: (laughs) Well, people always say, did you see a white
5: light? And I always say, neither time did I see a white light, but it doesn't mean there wasn't a white light. It just means that it probably wasn't accessible to me. I was going to say, it wasn't for a statement you. Statement on my character. Right? No, I, a statement thinking, on my character.
0: I'm just thinking more like more long term. All right, never mind. We're not. We're not. We're not going down my like secret fantasy of like crime solving and specter seeing like you know powers. Fine. 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 Um, Sorry. That's uh, okay. Uh, instead, uh, you, I'm, I'm going to attribute your gift for writing. To those two death death experiences <laughs> that you had, and let's, that's good. Let's uh, let's jump into the book for uh, uh, now. So the new book is centers on a woman named Carolyn Jacobs, who is very shy. Uh, she has a teenage daughter, who pretty typical teenage daughter um, in terms of "you suck, mom." But again, because she's so shy, and she's not really a person who kind of has ever stood up for herself, you know, that's becoming a real power struggle there. Um, She's married, uh, she and her husband, I what I like is they have a totally good relationship. <laughs> I thought it was a very accurate <laughs> relationship. There's nothing, like, traumatic there or anything. Um, right. Yeah, she's never, but, I mean, the core of this, uh, about who she is, is really that she's never spoken up for herself. You know, even in times where she's really been pushed and, she, you know, people have done... You know, mean things to her, and she never spoke up. And and this is just like a sort of her background. And in the very first chapter of the book, you know, you get introduced to her standing up in the middle of you know a, you the, the P, basically a PTA meeting and telling the president of the PTA to basically go fuck herself. I mean, those were not her exact words, uh, but uh, that's that's the emphasis of the fuck you. Uh, and it. I then proceeded to sit there and read eight chapters in one sitting, (laughs) not get up, Uh, because I was so Uh enthralled by who this woman was and her story. You know, again, a a clear theme in this is her sort of coming to terms with her history of uh, childhood sort of bullying and standing up for herself. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this may be part of your own history. Uh, And and I I wanted to know a little bit about what motivated you in writing this, and in particular, uh, why a female uh, protagonist in this, as opposed to a male protagonist.
5: Um, Well, I'll take the first part first. Um, The book came from a conversation I had with my wife. We were lying in bed one night talking. And we were talking about bullying because we were both teaching at the time. And we were talking Mm. about something that was happening in our school. And my wife just happened to tell me that when she was a kid, one of the meanest things ever said to her was she was having a sleepover and the girl sleeping next to her in her bedroom said, Emily Kaplan's bathroom is bigger than your entire bedroom. And, (laughs) you know, it was one of those moments that sort of stung my wife. And I said, wouldn't it be nice if you could go find that girl and, like, tell her the things you wish you had told her that day? And, um, you know, my wife said, whatever, and went to sleep. But in my <laughs> mind, you know, I thought, wouldn't that be nice? Because so many of us have these moments in our lives where we we think 10 minutes after it's happened, or, you know, a year after it's happened, like, this is what I should have said, or I shouldn't have let this person walk all over me. And so I liked that idea of a person who finally gets to go and do that thing that so many people wish they could do. And um, in terms of female protagonists, my first three books had male protagonists, and... I've been an elementary school teacher for seventeen years, so I have been almost exclusively in the company of women over the course of that time. Right. And I went to an all and I went to an all women's college before that. So for like the last twenty years, I've really been in women's presence, and I feel like, you know, if if any guy has something to say in terms of um, you know what it's like to have to be a woman, even though I'm not a woman, I've had enough experience around them that I thought I could perhaps capture it accurately.
0: Uh, as a teacher. And as someone who, uh, you know, you openly talk on your website uh, and have shared in some of your storytelling stories uh, your own experiences of bullying, which I was telling Teresa beforehand. I was like, I don't know if we should be calling some of the things uh, that you went through bullying as more so we should be saying assault. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) I was just like, you know, you share this story uh, online in particular of like one of your bullies who really – It wasn't about just the normal mean shit. I mean, this guy was just out to beat the shit out of you regularly, you know, and I I remember reading that and just being like, all right, clearly that shapes you as a person uh, and and comes out. (laughs) But I wonder a little bit since, you know, you're on the show, we thought thought we might delve into this a little bit Uh, as a teacher and now as a parent uh, with two kids starting to enter the world of school and real interaction with other people. Um, how much of of that plays into, you know, your concerns for your kids or how you guys work it out or, I mean, you know, all of it. I mean, I assume part of writing the book sort of helps focus uh, some of those processes for you as well as your storytelling, Um, but that doesn't always play out in your day-to-day life.
5: Uh, No, I, you know, I'm hopeful for my kids in a way that um, I maybe wasn't hopeful for myself when I was the same age. Uh, the world has changed greatly. You're right. When I was a kid, it was it was bullying supported by sort of um, approved hazing, yeah. which really made it very difficult. You know, it was really condoned in a lot of ways um, where I was living. And today, as a teacher, I know that you know I've had kids tell me I know more about bullying than I know about biology because we teach them so much about it. <laughs> wow. And so I'm, you know, I like to think though that. It's a kinder world. I really do believe it's a kinder world even for students. And as many dangers as there are with, like, Internet bullying and the way they can get access to kids in ways that was impossible before, I think there's enough support and I think there's enough education around it that my kids will be okay as long as I stay in tune with what's going on and make sure that they're able to talk to me about the things that are happening. I tend to be a person who doesn't worry as much. If my wife was talking to you right now, She would tell you that she's much more worried about these things, and it keeps her up at night. Right, Um, and that may be a that might be gender too playing there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, do you think that you know? Again, one of the themes of the book is how our experiences as that we have as children sort of shape our lives uh, as we get older um, in all sorts of ways. You know, do you think your experiences growing up shaped? Your, the outcome of your life as a writer and as a teacher uh, and in particular as a storyteller? Cause you know, I think there's great therapy in telling stories and talking. Uh, do you think yeah. it's the case or do you think it's just two totally separate things?
5: <laughs> no, no. I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, in terms of shaping me. Absolutely. I am very much um, the result of my experiences. I actually have these funny thoughts sometimes where, you know, I had a very, I had a struggle in my life. You know, I was homeless for a while. I, I, you know, I was poor, beyond belief. I was arrested and tried for a crime I didn't commit at one point in my life. And I think about how all those things brought me to a place of strength today. And I actually worry sometimes that maybe my kids need to struggle more than they than mm-hmm. they do. And, you know, I've envisioned like a writing a book where a father does crazy thing to, like, cause his children great suffering, (laughs) but sort of artificial suffering in order to ensure their... I I am laughing because (laughs) Um, I
0: literally said to my husband the other day, is there, like, a scared straight for six-year-olds to, like, Mm -hmm. get them to understand that when I say stop, I need them to fucking stop Mm -hmm. for their safety, (laughs) you know? Like, some sort of... You know, I'm a big comic book reader, and, like, you know, you'll have these people, like, trained, you know, female assassins who at like, six are dumped into a pit with, like, seven ninjas, and their dad's like, if you can get out, you get to be seven, and I'm like, oh, should we be doing
5: something like that to help? Yes, yeah, that is, that is exactly what I want. Yes, yeah, for <laughs> my kids. Um, uh, because, you know, I know I wouldn't be the person without right. those things. You know, I wouldn't be the person I am today without th- those moments shaping me. And certainly as a storyteller, the same thing holds true. You know, I've been, um, I've been fortunate on stage that I am able to I have a good memory, so I'm able to bring back things that I have um, experienced. And I'm able to emotionally connect to so many things, I think, because there was so much emotion behind it. I work with storytellers all the time, and part of the problem they have is they'll just say, like, listen, I've, you know, I went to high school, and then I went to college, and I lived with my parents, and then I got married, and I had a couple perfect kids. And, you know, I do believe they have stories to draw from, but they, they don't see them as easily because the struggle for them hasn't been as difficult.
0: Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your organization, StoryUp. And, um, and you know, I, I guess there are a lot of interesting things you learn about how we draw back on our memories. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, your experience with that?
5: Yeah. Well, I started storytelling just four years ago for The Moth and um, Slams in New York. Uh, the Moth is a large uh, storytelling organization. We tell true stories on stage without notes. And um, I just went because my friends thought I would be able to tell a good story because I had all these terrible things happening. <laughs> and, um, they were like, you've died, you've died twice. You were in, you were in jail. You have to go tell these stories. And it turns out that those aren't the best stories. The best stories are the little stories that connect more closely to people. Mm. Those are the ones they love the most. And so, you know, I started doing it and I fell in love with it. And um, I'm driving to New York and Boston all the time. I live in Connecticut. So it's like two hours either way. And, um, you know, one day I asked my wife, maybe we should start something here in Connecticut. It was really an attempt to just tell more stories, but I convinced my wife I would be making fewer trips to New York as a result. That never <laughs> really happened. Um, and maybe she knew it all along. But we've, you know, we've launched something called Speak Up here in Connecticut, and um, you know, it's been going for two years, and um, it's been amazing. Storytelling is a thing that people don't understand how quickly it's growing and how popular it's becoming. But um, we sell out every show without any effort. We're we're lazy um business owners. We don't put any effort into things, and everything works out beautifully because we've found something that people want and they desperately crave. You get on stage and you share something really personal from your life, and both you appreciate it as the storyteller in ways that um, you really can't imagine until you do it. But as an audience member, to connect with someone like that uh, and to be in a room where if you're not in the room at that moment, it will never happen again. Right. So much of our world today is content that you can consume whenever you want. And storytelling is like you have to be there at that moment or you'll never experience it again. There's a primacy to it that really has meaning that um, doesn't exist today.
0: Well, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to uh, link everybody up to the new book, uh, The Perfect Comeback of Caroline Jacobs, as well as your website, so they can learn a little bit more about you and about Story App and a lot of the other things that you're involved with. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
5: All right. Bye-bye.
1: You make me sing, ooh, ooh la, la, la. You make a girl go.
0: That was nice. Yeah. I, it's, storytelling is so important. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I fully, I really think that's true. And I really think that uh, it is so nice to see that as something that is sort of coming back culturally uh, for us. And, you know, you're right. It's, you know, it can be as simple as just sharing stories between uh, your partners mm-hmm. or your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway nice and guys the book is really a lot of fun and it it i enjoyed reading it because it was such a good reminder of the you know again you can always make a change with what you're doing and how you're doing things and even the smallest of changes that you don't even realize you're about to make and then you make it and you're stuck with it can be very good Mm -hmm. uh and i we didn't talk much about i Purposely didn't want to talk much about what happens in the book because it is very surprising what happens in the book. Uh, So I'll let everybody go and find that out. Speaking of storytelling, uh, let's listen to a mom share a little story with us, perhaps in form of a mom breakdown. So I just got a text message from my mother-in-law who is
2: babysitting my baby. And it said, oh... Since he's cheating, I just put some rum on his gums. What the fuck? Why are you giving my baby alcohol? We do not talk about this. This is not okay. I don't think you should give anyone baby alcohol. I realize that this is like some old school thing that they used to do, but that's really not recommended and even if it if it was her kid, you know, fine, go for it. I don't give a shit. But don't Give somebody else's seven-month-old alcohol. Ugh. Now I got to go have that discussion, and I can't get a hold of my husband. So I have no idea how he feels about it. And I don't want to be like, "Oh, by the way, your mom gave our child booze." But your mom gave our child booze. So ugh, okay. Thought I'd call you, since I can't get a hold of him. <laughs> Thank you for letting me vent. Have a great
0: day. I, I labeled this mom total buzzkill about alcohol.
1: <laughs> I like, okay,
0: she's a totally fair rat about, like, you know, a, a, somebody giving your kid something they shouldn't give you. Yeah. In particular, yeah, the booze on the gums. But I love that the larger... Sh- <laughs> My take away from her rants was the fact that she was going to have these conversations. You can hear in her voice part of it is that she's got to be like, guys, you can't give alcohol to babies. Yeah. I'm not trying to be uncool here, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at least wait till they're two, right? Like, I love that there's just something. It, it just flash forward to, like, guys, we don't need bulls at our prom to be cool. You know I, mean?
1: I just,
0: like, it shouldn't even be, like, a hard discussion no. to have with anybody. It should be
1: pretty straightforward. should be pretty
0: straightforward. But, again,
1: that's just... I know. I liked the part where she was like, I don't know how my husband feels about it. And I was thinking, like, is that gonna change things? Yeah. depending on how he feels like I'm pretty sure like we're pretty much on board yeah. now. Like you, you probably, should probably should not be putting alcohol on babies' yeah. gums or like giving alcohol to babies yeah. at all. Yeah, but like, I love that she's <laughs> like. I, I, I still want to like call my husband and make sure we're on the same page about this. <laughs> like, there's some part of her that's like, "Am I the crazy one?" Right. That's like still wondering, "Am I the crazy?" Am one? I the crazy one? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, well, you look. Uh, you're, you, you're you're not, the, not crazy the crazy one. <laughs> one. You're not the crazy one. And you know what? It's cool. To be uncool about alcohol sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Just say no. <laughs> Just...
0: <laughs> um, you're doing a really good job. Yeah. Okay? And At and, least
1: she texted you. And yeah. She...
0: At least she let you know. Yeah. Just letting you know. Yep. That's right. You're doing fine. Yeah. You're doing good. Teresa. Yeah. What did we learn today? We learned that money, more children... More dogs, more of everything, uh, and succumbing to all the more needs of our children would probably make life a lot easier. But maybe not. No, probably for five minutes. Probably would
1: make life a lot Ugh. more complicated.
0: God, too many animals. Then it just becomes hoarding, guys. Yeah,
1: it really does. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: No, I think I think for sure we learned that those wants of more, totally natural, guys, mm-hmm. totally normal. Yep. Good job for wanting to. Want more stuff mm-hmm. of, every, of every kind. Good job. You're human. You're human. <laughs> way, to, way to tick off the human box. Uh, but that in our own lives, it is important to use self-control uh, to make a wise decision of when indulging and when not indulging makes sense. Uh, and as, you know, Teresa was saying, sometimes it's just like saying it physically out loud in your head. You know, we just, nope, I don't, in fact, need that. Yeah, It's okay. Yeah. Uh, is important. Not only is it important to you and your own personal well-being, boo, it is also important uh, for your kids. Because it's going to teach them some future self-control, future restraint, yep. future understanding of moderation. Even though that is physically impossible for their brains to understand right now. At this age and possibly until they're 25. (laughs) So good job. So this is definitely one of those ones that falls into the category of when your kid is screaming at you or your internal self is screaming at you more and more and more and you say no and it is really hard and it is really work and it is really fucking difficult that you are doing a fucking good job. Yes. You probably deserve something for it.
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) So just pretend to go shopping online (laughs) but don't actually buy anything. That's right.
0: Yeah, and I think, as always, we've just learned that the most painful times as parents, or really as people, are usually the ones that wind up making us all better mm, yeah. <laughs> and stronger and wiser and kinder and just better in mm-hmm. general. Um, so, really, this just I think this is just one of those weeks where we just have to just say, good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, you're doing a really good job. This is hard. And you're all doing a good job. Um, As always, you can join us uh, on Facebook, on our public page. You may also join our private group. One is a place where only select people uh, who are members of the group can see all of your comments. The other is very, very public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make sure you know which one you are on when posting. You can follow us on Twitter at OneBadMothers uh, with an S on the end. Or you can follow Teresa at, at Teresa Thorne or me at BizEllis.
1: Subscribe to the show in iTunes if you're not subscribed, even if you don't use iTunes. It's really great for us if you subscribe to the show in iTunes. Mm -hmm. It's also really great for us if you write us a
0: review. Stars and reviews. Stars and reviews. Stars and reviews. Straight from you. (laughs) We need more of those, guys. More, more, more. Uh, Teresa. Yes. You are doing a very good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. Everyone, you are killing it. You really are. You're doing fucking amazing work. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are killing it, kids or no kids. You're fucking nailing it. Yeah, good job you guys. That's right. Good job. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I
5: got to low down mama blues. Got to low
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on
1: today's podcast and more about the show, please... One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.com.
0: Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, daddy baby, be by, got
5: thrown down mama. food. Oh, said that him,
2: baby, it, maximumfun.org
3: comedy and culture